All right. Hey, what's up? Um, hello. Hello. So, uh, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for all the questions. Welcome to the After Hours Comedy Show. It's been ages since I've got an episode out. Either way, uh, well, I'm, I'm welcome to be here. Let's get right into this. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Velociraptor News. Uh, I do commentary. I'm more of an argumentative commentator, but uh, I stick with it. Okay, and all right, I figured let's just get into it. First question. What do you think about commentary as a whole, and how did you get into it? So, how I think about commentary as a whole, I think a lot of the community can be uh, fairly toxic, uh, but, there, but there are good commentators out there. I think a lot of people who are trying to start out new commentary don't actually know how to work it. And uh, I started commentary um, because uh, my friend got into it, and uh, I think I was doing a little bit of Star Wars YouTube at this time, uh, and so I was like, okay, I might as well get into it, and uh well, here we are now. Okay, and for the second question, why do you think commentary as a whole is so toxic? I think I think it's um I think a lot of people just who have higher follower counts maybe want to condone what they have. They they kind of want to keep what they have and they want to keep it collected. They want to be on top, or they they want to be largely more famous than others. And I feel like competition might spook them a little bit. Interesting. So, I understand that what you mean there with, especially with a lot of commentators such as Leafy is here. He left YouTube in like I want to say twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, one of the two. Then came back in late twenty twenty, said some more stuff which no one liked. Then just got completely banned off the platform. Yeah, uh, he was uh. He, he's kind of the main uh, key icon for commentators with putting the gameplay in the background and everything. Uh, it, it's kind of a key thing to go to. Because when I think of commentators, I think of, well, usually I think of like the big ones, such as Leafy is here and literally anyone else who puts gameplay in the background. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, see, I, I'm more of the commentator that's like. Uh, I, I don't really go based off of the stories. I'm more, uh, like, again, I, I'm more of a commentary argumentative person, so I try to do kind of arguments in my commentary videos, not really reactions like a lot of other commentators do. I completely understand that, especially with the way social media and TikTok's going nowadays. Look, and that you don't have, you need to know both sides of the argument by looking at the proof, seeing if it's fake or not, then being able to examine it from there. I completely see what you mean by that. Exactly. I think I think uh, for every <laughs> argument, you need an unbiased view on it uh, to come out with the final judging point. So why do you think so many commentators put gameplay in the background? Uh, me personally, just speaking into a mic isn't too interesting unless you just kind of wanted to, you know, sit down and relax. I think a lot of people do it more for, um, to interest people more. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments on my videos saying I wasn't even listening to the judge watch the gameplay. And, uh, even that's boosting the algorithm, putting the views up on it's helping people who actually want to hear the voice more. Uh, up. so I think that might be why. I completely, I 
I've seen YouTubers put gameplay in the background, even if it's not a commentary video and you're just making a sort of two to three minute long video to address some stuff. People still put gameplay in the background. But what do you think about the commentary community just being so controversial overall with just everything that happens with it? Uh, I don't think we face a, a ton of controversies, to be honest. Um, I think there are problems within ourselves that we need to fix, but um, I, I don't think we've ever hit like a national-wide uh, controversy or something that would be considered like an active controversy. I think um, a lot of members, again, are like trying to defend their title as like king or queen or just leader of the commentary community or just popularness. Um, I think that's like the biggest problem in the commentary community. I'd say in terms of communities from, like, being able to feature controversy, it's, I'd put the co commentary and animation probably at the top because those two communities are some of the most peaceful communities out there. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think there's a lot of gatekeeping in the commentary community, me personally. I feel like when a new commentator is struggling, instead of, uh, you know helping them i feel like people hate on them and it's gonna make them want to do what they do more because when all these big commentators are hating on these small commentators it's just getting them views and stuff so uh me personally i think gatekeeping is the biggest problem i yeah i agree there because i know that there's still an issue going on with people saying oh if you're gonna commentate and have gameplay in the background you cannot have this certain game in the background yeah uh the the main like key icon game is like csgo uh main a lot of people use csgo um and uh, there's a lot of games that people don't like for a commentary background uh fortnite roblox um a lot of those they just aren't appealing to the eye and especially with the bhop io game which a lot of people have been using as the gameplay. Yeah, that's um, that's a big one. You see, uh, a lot of people who use CS:GO traditionally as their gameplay, like I am. Uh, but I'm not getting mad about it. But a lot of people are because it is essentially it's CS:GO. They they kind of copy it from CS:GO a little bit. It would be a good CS:GO clone if you don't have a PC. But I've played it personally before. It's really glitzy, and it does. The controls are terrible. Yeah, I, I've never played it, uh, me personally, um, because I've never had a use for it. But uh, I, I can understand why people would. But I see why people see CS:GO, Call of Duty, something like that as um a star game when it comes to commentary. They're very appealing games. It's very fun to see and yeah yeah uh i like to use the term eye candy a lot um it, it's it's a really appealing to the eye to watch someone get sniped from 200 meters away rather than uh someone build a wall in fortnite and i'm not trashing on the game fortnite i, I kind of like the game i just think the community needs some working on but it's a lot more appealing to watch certain other games yeah, I'd agree with you there. The Fortnite community does need working on, and I think that's one of the biggest issues. But more on a commentary standpoint, what would you say about the 
YouTubers in the community as a whole, because I know certain YouTubers in the past few years have been facing allegations. So, a, a big thing with me is I think before we uh, assume that allegations are true, I think we need to like sit down and actually debunk it and go through and see if it is true because a lot of people will hear something about allegations and say, yeah, well, that's 100% true when in reality it's not. Um, I, I think a lot of people kind of just, you know, jump to conclusions a lot with it. Um, and for commentary YouTubers in general, um, there's not a whole ton of argumentative commentary YouTubers, and if they are, they're not well known. So I couldn't speak on their behalves because I don't do the same commentary as them, but um, I haven't had a whole problem with YouTube commentators in general. Because I know a, a lot of just, not even commentators, just YouTubers in general. In twenty like late 2019 and especially 2020, especially when cancel culture became a big thing, they had a lot of allegations and just things that from like 2010, 2011, which they accidentally said and they needed to make up for. Yeah, you see, see a lot of things with that is if it was in the past and everyone's apologized for it, I don't really see the need to bring it up. If the, if the person's already been educated on the topic and learned about it and learned that they shouldn't have said what they said or they shouldn't have done what they've done, uh, I don't feel like the hate is necessary, to be honest. Uh, yeah, like, I also, I think that there's only ever been a few YouTubers who have ever absolutely being cancelled cancelled and not just twitter cancelled who have actually had their careers taken away because they said those things quite recently but then there's youtubers who have abused their power and said stuff and just abused their power to get what they want yeah i, I think the abuse of power is a really uh big thing but well actually no i i lied there i don't think it's a big thing i'm gonna be honest I have seen, like, maybe 10 cases, all of it happening. Uh, I don't think it's a huge problem. I think what we need to be focusing on right now is Twitter people. Uh, there's so much drama going on on Twitter, and I think we should stop it in TikTok, too. I think everyone, to be honest, I think most people on TikTok are just a little soft. Um, And, I, and I'm not, you know, quote-unquote part of the boys. I think that community is super soft, too. Um, I just think TikTok as a whole is a really softer community than YouTube. Yeah, I completely understand. TikTok came in a rough patch where musically disappeared TikTok came. But more about the quote-unquote boys of TikTok. It started out as just like a little thing in quarantine where like you'd all get together, play video games. But then the boys as a whole became like a racist, not really racist, but more homophobic thing in general. So I, I've noticed a lot of, you know, trolls and, and bullies and just, you know, all around, you know, just dumb people on TikTok. Um, I, I've noticed all of that. I've seen a lot of people attacking each other. Um, I haven't seen overtly racist things on TikTok, to be honest, as, as far as posts go. Um, I've seen homophobic posts, I've seen sexist posts. O overtly, I have not seen any racist posts. I mean, I've seen a couple, but, uh, I, I couldn't compare it on a scale to say that there's an actual algorithm for racist posts. Um, I would say racism, sexism, and homophobism is bad, but I don't think it's a huge problem on TikTok. I mean, 
if we really were to go to Twitch, where streamers are saying the N word and stuff, and and they're making sexist comments and homophobic comments, I think if if people really cared about sexism, homophobism, racism, like I do, you would be going over to Twitch and canceling people, not on TikTok where there's barely any racist people. Twitch as a whole, the terms of service are pretty stupid as people get away with practically anything, and I think. Early 2020, they, like, switched the moderation team or something, and I'm not completely sure what happened, but I know one of them was, like, a hypocrite or something. Yeah, I'm not, like, too educated on that. Um, I, I'm not too educated on uh, the whole that situation. I'd say when it comes to Twitch especially, it's it's not a very good platform to grow on as... You need to have a following on other social media to actually grow on Twitch, as a lot of YouTubers we've seen, especially with, like, Minecraft, Dream, SMP, stuff like that. They had a following since, like, 2013 at the most. Yeah, I think TikTok, uh, as much as I hate TikTok, I do like it a little bit. I think TikTok's really good at uh, growing small YouTubers and stuff. I mean, uh, I came to TikTok with, like, 200 subs on YouTube. And now I have, like, 1.76k as of right now, and I have 20k. So, I mean, I think it's a really good uh, app for um, small social media people to grow algorithmically. Yeah, I, I see. TikTok, if you're just going into TikTok, you have a few followers on social media. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's a great community to end up growing on. Uh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. So, if we were going to say there was, like, a tier list for social media, what do you think will be at the top and what do you think will be at the bottom for, like, user-friendliness? Are we going for, like, a top 10 or a top 5 here? Top 10. Top 10. I'm going to go with user-friendly, probably, I'm going to put... TikTok at number seven. I'll put YouTube at number one. Um, probably gonna put like Byte at number eight. At number six, I'm probably gonna have to put Facebook. Number five, probably Twitter. Number four, probably Twitch. Number three, uh, this is hard. Number three is probably gonna be like probably Patreon. Patreon's pretty. Yeah, number two is hmm, this one's actually pretty good. No, number two is probably gonna have to be um, any like corporate app. So like like any app that only allows like big creators yeah. on because I know there's a few. Uh, and then at number one, the least friendly is like anything any any like mainly political app. Yeah, a lot of apt for politics if you put politics onto social media it's just bound to not end well yeah to be honest i could i don't really care for politics but <coughs> especially seen as tiktok and a lot of social media are seen as 13 plus so mainly teenagers by bringing politics where you need to be 18 to vote in, 
most countries, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. Yeah, I agree. So just let's try to. I understand why politics were a big thing on TikTok in twenty twenty because it had the need to be. But other than that, any other time, just no. And let's not trying to kill people over their political opinion. That's bad. I, yeah, I definitely think we need to respect each other's opinion, but I think politics in general just killed TikTok. I've seen stuff like that especially where people have put in like the... I've like, I saw a TikTok earlier when, when looking for things to do commentaries about where it was like, I'd kill you if you supported Trump. Coincidentally, it was by an anonymous kid. Yeah... Yeah, and and I've seen stuff from both sides, but it doesn't make it right to have it on either side. I think, I think just to be honest, I don't have a preference on who I support uh, because I'm 14. I don't have an opinion. I know nothing about politics. But um, uh, me me personally, I just I think that we just need to respect people's opinions. And, and respecting doesn't mean you have to agree with people's opinions. For example, there are many opinions that I don't agree with, yet I still respect them because okay, I live in America. Uh, going by the Constitution, uh, the First Amendment, the freedom of speech. I agree that everyone should have their own opinion, no matter how drastic it is. Okay, but, yeah, I understand your opinion completely. We should all have our own opinions. We should try to keep it off social media as much as possible. But then, with TikTok, there's a certain few amount of accounts... But I feel like I'm just there to end up annoying you, like phys- especially with the new Physic Toy accounts, anonymous accounts, and there was the fake Subway Surfer Storytime accounts in 2020. Yeah, there's also the um, the uh, quote-unquote fake vegan teacher fan accounts that I'm pretty positive are vegan teachers following. I think I it know. is the vegan teacher. See. Quote unquote, um, I know she has like four accounts already of her own, but quote unquote, she's made fake accounts to follow her. I don't know if that's true, I don't believe it if so, but it could be. Yeah, I've seen a few videos kind of showing it's true because it's like the, the only person that's following is the vegan teacher, no one else. And and that the posting times never post at the same time. It's always posted on different algorithmic statters, statures. I mean, sorry, but um, uh, yeah. But but I kind of agree with you. I think we need to uh, I think we need to kind of label and organize all proof before we make a final decision. What would you say is the one type of account on TikTok that just needs to be eradicated overall? I would say anonymous kids because they're the most annoying. They're the most cringe. I have never had a problem with Charlie fan pages in my life. Uh, everyone dramatizes them, and I'm not a fan of them. Don't get me wrong, but uh, everyone dramatizes them a little bit. If I was to say we sort of allocate one group of accounts, I'd say it's the visit toy accounts, saying that they have all these disabilities, which they're clearly making up. Which people who actually have stuff like that, no one actually believes them because of all these eight-year-olds who are making it up. See, um, th- there was there was a one video, and this one girl was like, "Oh, I have ADD, not ADHD, but ADD exclusively," and none of the symptoms that she was showing 
were ADAD. And me, someone with ADAD, um, not ADAD, I'm sorry, ADD. <laughs> uh, so me, so me, someone with ADD, um, she does not have any of the symptoms. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a whole this you situation because, um, I'm, I'm kind of done with people lying for disabilities for a cloud. It's kind of embarrassing. It's, it's stupid in the long run. That and anonymous kids, they're both, they both really fit into the same zone because they're both terrible accounts. They both literally just copy and paste content you see on literally any other account of that zone. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so I actually have to do something right now, but um, it was actually really glad speaking with you, and I uh, I hope to join this podcast again sometime. All right, see ya. Do you want just want to plug your social media before you go? Uh, I don't care where you post it. You can post it everywhere. Okay, see ya. All right, see ya.